0: And we're back for another episode. And uh, I think a very interesting and important topic. But before we get to that, Roger, other than kind of teaching adults or young adults in the church and doing biblical counseling, what ministry in the church has throughout your life kind of been the most impactful or important to you to participate in? So other than you doing teaching and preaching what other ministry have you liked to be involved in
1: hmm it's changed over the years okay um so i think in the past you know even in the life of our church it's changed a lot okay you know coming in there was uh you know the teaching opportunities to preaching the bible studies and all that mm-hmm. then led more into the counseling mm-hmm. uh the one-on-ones, the the group counseling, then has evolved a little bit into this year of getting more involved into the financial aspect of the church, right? Along with getting back into youth ministry, which I haven't been into for a very long time, with the Sunday school kids yep. and uh, or the middle school slash high school kids. So it's been a variety, and I think each of them have different. Places that in my heart I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and they all come with challenges, of course. Sure. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. I I do like the counseling, but it can be the most draining thing uh, in the world. To yeah. my wife, it, it, it it's a difficult but important ministry. But yeah. I really, I really enjoy that when I see the Lord working in people's lives. Um, yeah. The money aspect is is important because I don't disconnect money from. Uh, our spiritual lives, and so that connection, and because I do that for work, it yeah, it. I find that I can just you know naturally do that. So I don't know. I don't have something where I'm like I have to do this. This is what God has made me for. Right. I, I can do a lot of things, and yeah. I just try to do some of them well. I if if it works, it works. I'm just here to serve the Lord, and I don't. Yeah, I particularly have something I'm think I'm just made for. I know some people yeah. do. Sure. I. I yeah. You know. Yeah. What about What about you? I I mean you. Well,
0: it's interesting. I I did not mean this question to segue so well <laughs> into what we're going to talk about, but you you brought it there, so uh, we'll, we'll, they'll they'll understand once okay. I say what we're going to talk <laughs> about today. But <clears throat> for me, um, I, I don't participate in this very much um, these days. But I remember uh, doing Vacation Bible School.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And to me, that was so much fun. Yeah, uh, I just really enjoyed uh, goofing off and and hanging out with the little kids and helping them to uh, enjoy themselves, but at the same time, hear the message hmm. that from childhood they're getting something that so many people in the world don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the message of hope and the gospel. And so hopefully something sticks with them as they get older. But uh, this just came to mind because I was looking at uh, the the announcement that, you know, we're trying to get people yeah. to come for VBS. <laughs> and it triggered that thought of that question because I'm like, oh, I, I would love to be involved in VBS again one day. So uh, my kids are growing up now. I can't uh, just tag along with them anymore, I suppose. But yeah, that's true. So, well, so look, the segue was not to VBS. We're not talking about that today. Although... <laughs> maybe one time, um, Roger, as we were planning out the year and thinking about different topics that we wanted to cover, along with confession, along with church history, we thought there's some really important practical topics that we would like to mm-hmm. cover. And one of those topics that uh, has come up uh, time and again in conversation with people, in our conversations, yeah. in your condemnation of me and my preaching, mm-hmm. Um, is, <laughs> <laughs> is that, um, we need to talk more about our relationship with the Lord and finances. <laughs>
1: yes. Amen. <laughs> so this is where the, the reprimand from the elders
0: comes. You still haven't talked about money in your sermons. I've done it. It was two sermons back to back. I think in the eight years that we've been doing ministry like this together, I think that I've preached at least four times on the topic. Come so. on, man.
1: four times out of 90 90s? What, would that be 96 <laughs> sermons if you preached every oh, week? Man. Jesus talked a lot about money. If that makes you even more condemned?
0: Um, a little bit. <laughs> I, I think I need to wrap up. Why don't you just take the, the take on the, the episode by yourself? Well, what an important topic. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I put it in the notes myself that we should talk about this. So at least I did that much, right? Yeah, that's good. So maybe I didn't plan myself. I figured I'd just dump it on you. Um, since You're the money guy. Yeah. You're, you're our, uh, what's the guy's name? Famous guy. Oh, I can't think Famous of his name now. Me. Anyway, the money guy. So uh, l- before we jump into the topic, why do you think it's such an important topic?
1: Um, because it impacts our lives every single day. It's all around us. We think about it. We need to use it as a tool in our lives. And it tells, uh, it reveals uh, our hearts in ways that we may not realize. Yeah. Um. And because it's so important uh, for our lives down here and really for how we're thinking about eternity, there's an impact in all different ways. I mean, nobody can exist in a society and not interact with money. We all interact. We all have views about money. Yeah. We all have beliefs, thoughts, opinions, and uh, I think it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know people have made the comment that um, the way, you know, our, our pocketbook is a wonderful spiritual barometer, something like that. And I think there's probably some truth to that. Um, where are we spending? How are we thinking about the money that we're spending? Um so there, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. One of the things that you brought up in in our preparation for this is the question of who owns it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I assume you're talking about our possessions. And the real question is, are they our possessions? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? <laughs> who owns it? Why don't you walk us through that?
1: Yeah, so I think of Psalm 24, 1 to 2. Uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, mm. for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. God made it all. He owns it all. It's all his. He, all the resources are his. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, as the Old yeah. Testament says. His sovereignty rules over all. Uh, he is the one who makes rich he yeah at times makes poor mm-hmm. he, he is it is really all of the Lord's yeah um, we're borrowers uh, of his resources so they're not ours it, the, the whole point is who owns it all well God owns it all that doesn't make you know that that changes our relationship to what we have that's right uh, when we think about our resources
0: it really changes everything <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean if we if we could get that reality into our minds and hearts, mm-hmm. uh, it would change so much. And and part of that in my mind is if it's not mine, if it belongs to the Lord, then I have a certain responsibility to the owner, mm-hmm. right? Um, we talk about it all the time with the elders in our elder meetings, when we have all these resources that God has provided for us, mm-hmm. We wanna handle them well it it yeah. changes the equation um and that's your kind of your next category for us is okay, so if we know who owns it, what is our responsibility with regard to the owner then,
1: yeah, so I think of what what we have that has given has God has given us, so mm-hmm. we think you know we think of our time, our talent, our treasure, mm-hmm. different categories of we all have same amount of time we all very different talents we all very different treasures or resources that we have and our responsibility goes under that word of stewardship that Mm. word of since we don't own it we're managing it for someone else we have a responsibility for how we steward what we have been given it's not the amount it's what we do with what we have we're all stewards whether you are stewarding a penny or you're stewarding a yeah. million dollars it's the heart issue for both people that's what we see time and time again yeah. in scripture and how the interaction is for those who interact with money why again if you separate this from your spiritual life you're yeah. missing uh, a, a, you have a huge gap in your understanding
0: it's so interesting, uh, recently in the reading plan that we're doing with the church, the five-by-five-by-five, by five by five, mm-hmm. um, we were reading through the, the Gospel of Matthew, and and toward the end of the Gospel of Matthew is the, the parable of the talents, yep. and I, was, I just remember reading that uh, afresh, going, wow, you know, it's so interesting, because I believe, I, I don't have it open here, but I believe that it said that he gave to them um, according to their ability, something like that. So he gives one, five... Another guy, three or two, I think it was, and the other guy, one, um, and says to manage it, mm-hmm. really be, be, be stewards of it. Yep. And the problem with the last guy that dug a hole and stuck it in the hole
1: yep.
0: is not really what he did with the the money at all, with the talent at all. It's his view of the master yeah. that changed what he did with the money or determined what he would do with the money. Mm-hmm that's fascinating now i know that's talents you know I, although it is a m- financial measure there i don't know i don't think it's necessarily talking about finances only but i think it can apply
1: mm-hmm.
0: um our how we handle our resources is fundamentally related to how we view god
1: mm-hmm. yeah how we view him our level of trust in him
0: mm. <clears throat> It's a huge one. When you say our level of trust in him, what's going on in your mind with regard to that? What what are the big issues there?
1: So how tightly do we hold it? How are we stewarding it? Are we stewarding it well? And we'll talk about different categories in a minute that I think of uh, stewardship or think under the heading of stewardship, but how we're using it. Yeah. So our trust of him is going to then uh, connect with how we use it. What do we do with it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really don't want to spend time thinking right now about how I've spent my money in the last couple of weeks. So let's move on. So if you're going to uh, justify how many
1: books you've bought oh, to, to Nona, oh, oh. <laughs> oh,
0: because her question always is, "Did you finish reading that? Did you read it?"
1: That's such a good question, isn't it? Did no, you, did you steward that no. that purchase well?
0: Because sometimes the stewardship has to do with having it available for when I need it. Uh, so right you- i don't buy a fire extinguisher and use it every day i have it there in case i have to use it
1: so don't trust god that he'll provide it when you actually need it you just have to S- hoard it early
0: you know <laughs> let's move on let's just, roger just asking questions
1: just asking no, judgments, no just judgment no judgment <laughs> so
0: any more on this this topic here of what is our responsibility of stewardship here
1: yeah and before we get into the topic of of it okay. I, one thing i wanted to highlight is cautions when talking about money and finances because um i think when you think about money and how personal it is it's personal finance for a reason mm-hmm. um that we have a lot of gurus out there on yep. money right i've listened to them listened many years to many of them yep. but we have money experts yes. they're all over the place right but I think that's where there becomes a challenge okay. in money. because I And I think if these, these two things came to mind. Our convictions become commands. Our convictions about money become other people's commands. Yeah. And that's where we have to step back and be careful with how we're convicted to steward and to be responsible. Because the scriptures do not speak in specifics here. It speaks in guidelines. It speaks in wisdom, which looks different in different people's lives
0: so you're telling me two people making the same amount of money um, can both choose to spend differently and still be right before the Lord
1: yes and I hope it's not the right for their justification <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Honor, honoring they're... the Lord with their money <laughs> Yeah, good good answer they're right
0: before the Lord because of Christ uh, what I, yes that's what I meant that's what I meant. Are they honoring the yeah. Lord? So yeah. and let's go a little further. Two people making the same amount same amount of money that need the same amount for basic living. Okay. Yep. Um one can give more yep. toward ministry mm-hmm. than the other guy, and both can be honoring God.
1: That's what I think the scriptures are leading us to. And we'll look at mm-hmm. look at particular passages that I think give that. That leads into my second caution. Okay. Is and, and being careful is our wisdom on money should not remove other people's freedoms. Mm. That's How good. we want to steward and we think is a wise decision should not restrict your freedom if you're gonna apply wisdom differently. That's your question, right? Yep. Can I use money differently? We have the same amounts, but we're choosing. We have that freedom. yeah I shouldn't remove that from you because I think my wisdom is superior to yours. We don't have specifics like that. There are people today who do that okay. and they do it and they have big <coughs> platforms and I think I was thinking why do people have such big platforms when they become these money gurus? And I wonder if it's because naturally we all are law based people. We oh, love yeah. rules and regulations. so if you give me the law and the rules, it's like, oh, okay, now I, I feel good or I feel bad because I'm doing this or I'm not doing it. Yep. So it's like this new law we've created, these commands, and you get to call the shots because you're the one on the top and other people follow, and then you just build a platform on Listen, it. Just...
0: it. It's always easier to have a law to determine what you're going to do. Yeah. It's just always easier. I know I have to give 10%. Guess what I give if I have to give 10%? Mm-hmm. 10%. Okay. and if you don't give it what happens? I feel guilty, I feel terrible. Yep. Yeah. But but if it's not a command, hey, give 10%, but rather give from the heart. Yes. Okay, now suddenly there's this hey, more likely, I think for some at least, to give more. Yeah. It, rather than just feel like I've done my duty. To look for more opportunities to give, because my giving has to do with my love, and you know adds more dimensions to it than here, just give me the ten percent and let's move on.
1: but then, as a pastor, you fear people aren't going to give, so you can control them by making them feel guilty by giving them a standard they have to follow, yeah, and if you don't, then you think, well, will they really obey? Yeah, well, did you really think you had the the proper you know, over the heart.
0: it's funny. See, see why I don't preach on stewardship stuff all the time. You see why? Next I, I don't. Series. I don't have to. <laughs> I, I, and it's I'm kind of being facetious, but yeah. at the same time, um, and I think it's important to preach on yeah. stewardship, of course. But but one of the things I don't ever want to do is preach because I feel like okay, they're not giving, so let me preach so yes. they'll give. We've never had to do that here. Praise the Lord. Yep. We've never had to, and I feel like the more people grow in Christ and their relationship with the Lord, they just naturally want to be giving yeah. because they're filled with the Word and the Spirit and and love, and they go, you know what, this world's you know uh, is going to end. We want to get the gospel out. Let's give toward missions, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel kind of good about not preaching on this topic much. Thanks, Raj. Sure,
1: sure. Well, let's let's talk about it now. So we'll we'll (laughs) get into my uh, three categories of uh, just simplifying, you know, stewarding God's resources. Okay, excellent. And I think of these three topics because they give you tons of subtopics underneath them. Okay. What we're supposed to do, we're supposed to give, save, and spend.
0: Give, save, spend. Okay.
1: And under those categories, you have plenty of ways to uh live those out so when we think of give and we think of what the scriptures command us you talked about uh being a giver it's second corinthians 9 6 to 8 mm-hmm. so i'll go ahead and read those verses <clears throat> the point is this uh whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves the cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times you may abound in every good work. Hmm. Now there is nothing wrong with teaching people that they're to be generous with their with sure. their money and that they're to give to the Lord, but you look here at how it's connected to our hearts. Yep. What is the motivation that's coming from my heart? Am I giving reluctantly or under compulsion or from thankfulness out of my heart? It's the same thing as when, you know, you're teaching about obedience and you're teaching about the grateful response to grateful obedience, right? Yeah. We're responding in thankfulness to want to respond to the Lord. It's the same thing with our money. And it's not the amount. Think about God owns it all. He doesn't need it. Right. You're not helping him. Yeah. Yeah. It's more for you than it is for the Lord. Yeah. It's the way for you to express back to the Lord your gratitude for all he's given. And it's not for one who is wealthy. It's at any level you're at, whether you have little or a lot. But I think there is principles that if you start to learn to give when you don't have much, it will just build and you'll become a a greater giver. Yeah. Because you just build into your soul. It's not mine.
0: You know, um, the Lord has been very kind and gracious toward us in in our church, Mm -hmm. and we've experienced some unbelievable kind of miraculous, you know, Ephesians 320 kind of stuff, (laughs) more than we (laughs) ask or imagine. And one of the coolest things is um, our response from the elder board has been what I have found to be a lot more open-handedness and just a a real ex- gratitude to the Lord saying, well, if he's given, we, we need to make sure we're blessing others and giving to others. So giving more toward missions, being generous in certain other ways. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been really neat to see. And I think we've kind of from day one, I've been really excited about our elders for that reason, but making this transition and the new time that we spent has given us even more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been neat to, to think that way. And I, it impacts me personally to go, okay, Lord's blessed me individually uh, how grateful am I, and how can I be generous and bless others through the the blessings that God has given to me?
1: Yeah, and generosity isn't a Christian mm. uh, view. There are many generous people who are not believers, and they have different motives for our gen for their generosity. Right. Our motives as believers is gratitude, mm. thankfulness, whatever you decide yeah. in your heart, as the Lord has has blessed and, and and you respond to him. Okay. And I think the Lord works in our hearts in that way. And it helps prevent us from commanding and making people feel guilty for where they're at.
0: Yeah. Um, so anything more on give?
1: No, uh, I think that's good on, on give. Uh, we can move on to uh, the next one of uh, saving. Save. Um, <laughs> and I think of the Proverbs. The Proverbs talks a lot about money. And we shouldn't take the Proverbs just as, okay, it says this, so if I do this, this will automatically happen. It's, mm-hmm. They're not all promises or general principles, general wisdom um, uh, for life. Um, I'll share one Proverb to go back mm-hmm. to give real quick. Um, in Proverbs 11.25, um, it says, whoever brings blessings will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. Talking about giving and blessing others, but in giving or in a saving, sorry, let's look at Proverbs thirteen twenty two. And this one I, I think is interesting. The the connection that's made here is Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, "A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous." <laughs> And it talks about this good man leaving an inheritance, leaving something for his children. Well, you can't leave what you haven't saved. Right. But I think in uh, in Scripture, you see a lot about um, that if you just spend everything— you won't have anything you have to save for those times where there may not be plenty you think Mm -hmm. back to the old testament uh, back in genesis when there was a time of famine they stored up well we all have to think about that we live in a world where we are all going to suffer in one Mm -hmm. way or another we are going to suffer financially at times Uh, you know you have uh, a a large repair you have a big medical bill you lose a job and the saving principle just helps you to withstand the effects of the fall Mm -hmm. and they're important in uh uh, also not assuming and presuming something will always be there
0: yeah it it made me think about some of the proverbs about the ants don't they yes the ant gathering yes there's this planning (laughs) was that they are smart smart. (laughs) yeah there's this planning there's this preparation this awareness that you know uh, this long-term vision, rather than the short-term, which I think those who don't save, um, I think there are various reasons why people don't save. Look, sometimes they don't make enough to save. Let's be honest; there are t- they don't make enough to save a lot, perhaps. But I think sometimes it's more we just spend much more than uh, we make, yes. and we uh, we not we're not thinking long-term. We're thinking of gratification in that moment, um, and I think the ants have it. Right. Mm-hmm. Plan long-term.
1: Mm-hmm. And think about what that says about your heart. What you're thinking. It's yep. revealing what you're thinking. Yep. If you spend everything, you're thinking about today.
0: Today, now, me, my comfort, now et cetera. Not thinking about tomorrow. Yep.
1: Thinking about spending um, and, and thinking about how how that can be very personal mm-hmm. in what we spend our money on God gives us money to enjoy right or it's a tool to enjoy and to use for enjoyment okay. to fulfill a purpose so we have, so far so good so we have our responsibilities of mm-hmm. how much or what we're supposed to do we have uh, our our normal spending we have we have car payments and house payments mm-hmm. and all these different things that we're supposed to spend on and it's you know Jesus in, in Matthew talks about where we spend is where, uh, where our treasure is, is where our heart is. That's so let's right. look at Matthew six nineteen to 21. And uh, here Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and, seal, and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm. This is at the this is the time where you pass the plate the second and third time. <laughs> give to the Lord, give for eternity. Well, this isn't to make us feel guilty; it's to reveal a reveal principle of where we do spend our money. Reveals what we value, what's important. That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. We can value temporary things, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, and so there is not there's this can be taken too far in a sense of commanding how people spend and condemning people for what they spend their money on yeah you have so much freedom to use your money um as long as they're not for things that aren't honoring the lord
0: right but let's so let's let's push on this a little bit yeah what would be um some of the boundaries if any to our spending or or principles by which to spend so if I'm spending for temporary things far more than I'm spending on things that have eternal value, is that problematic?
1: Depends on your definition, but I would say almost all of us do because think about this if you if you're a very faithful giver mm-hmm. and maybe not very faithful, I should say if you're very generous and you have so much income, maybe you give. 15% of your income. Maybe you give 20, maybe give 25, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. How many can really give away 90% of their money and only live on 10? We have to pay to where we live. Mm-hmm. Now we can say,
0: but maybe those aren't temporary purposes. There we go. So okay. how do you define it? <laughs> yeah,
1: how are we defining? Are we disconnecting and saying only money we give to the church has an eternal purpose, but the money we spend outside the church is temporary, earthly, making this disconnect yeah. between what's really important. At the end of the day, your heart is is connected to eternity, how you're thinking uh, inside, yeah, uh, have that connection.
0: I, I guess I was, I was thinking about, um, things that are for personal gratification versus things that are maybe temporary, but they're for other people, let's say. Um, or, you know, I, I was thinking there's, there's some that are just constantly on vacation, you know, they, they're going out and, you know, which is, again, it's not a, I don't think vacations are bad. Um, but when, what would be the wisdom in saying, hey, maybe you should reconsider? Again, not a law. I don't want to give some new law, but is there a principle here in our spending that says, hey, look, it's not wrong to spend for personal, you know, even temporary pleasures and desires and such, not such? But what's the principle that helps us to make decisions on? what would be the best use of our giving or our our spending? Excuse me.
1: Yeah. The hard thing with that is I think there's so many factors to take into account. So a person who is extremely wealthy can take six vacations a year and it's nothing to them and they still have plenty more Mm -hmm. to use their wealth for. Person may take one or two or three and maybe that's a huge sacrifice and they're using what they could have used to pay down. debt good so it's not the amount that i think is the issue i think is looking at the person's uh it's considering your own heart's desires what why am i pursuing this so much and with everything do i am i do i have my limits are there limits on on what we're pursuing you could buy books forever right there's always new books being Mm -hmm. being written there's always and new old resources. books that I haven't bought yet, okay? Right, and you can keep spending and spending, <laughs> and you can say, oh, this is for the Lord, this is for ministry, mm-hmm. but even in there, where is the restraint on our heart always craving more, more, more? Mm-hmm. Our hearts will never be satisfied. According to Ecclesiastes, our hearts will never be satisfied on this earth. So if we think in our own mind, if I'm pursuing this thinking it's gonna satisfy my soul, I'm going to be reminded the day after I'm not satisfied and I keep doing that and doing that. Doesn't mean we shouldn't enjoy, but it yeah. means we should understand the reality that we'll never be satisfied and so our end goal shouldn't be we do this to satisfy, but rather we do this to enjoy it, to honor, we give glory to God that he's given the ability. Yeah. One one proverb I want to share yep. um is is this one on wealth? Because I think sometimes people think Christians, you know, you shouldn't be wealthy and just give all your money away to the poor and, <laughs> you know, do ministry for and don't make any money. Right, and, right? right. Live of in course. a monastery. Oh, boy. We have a, oh, a strange building out there. It might be.
0: Not doing, it. <laughs> okay, Prover- Not doing it. Okay. Not doing
1: it. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. mm that the lord and and you look at people in the bible there were often very very wealthy people who were able to generously give but to enjoy their wealth mm. so i think the uh, i think as we think about money there's not this just straight here are the rules here are, here's what you need to always consider i think we need to take our entire lives into account and realize the different seasons Our hearts will be saying different things. Mm. And just keeping in mind, are our priorities right? Are we giving our money? Are we saving? Are we spending? And how we live that out is going to look different person to person. Yeah. And the convictions will be different. The amounts will be different. But at the end of the day, they all say something about our heart. Yeah. They all reveal what's going on inside. And that's what we want the Lord to work on and help to reorder because money is always gonna mess us up. Yeah, gets us in trouble.
0: And and the reality is, we need to do that examination of our own hearts and not of other people's. Exactly, yes, there you <laughs> so, go. So <laughs> like, we don't look at someone else's spending at least what looks like all we know, right? Just the external and go, oh, I know where his heart is or her yes, heart is. exactly. Because we we don't, we have no clue. Yep. Um, and we've got to be really careful to make any kind of assessment that way. Um, and, and when you come and see how many books I have, you can't just assume. Something. Many of them were gifts, okay?
1: We assume, how much are we paying this we, we, guy <laughs> all <called> these books? <laughs> yeah. It's
0: okay. Then you see the car I drive, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, that's where he spends it. No, But yeah. really, we, we got to be real careful not to be attempting to judge someone else's heart but it's good to look at our own heart and go okay what's this saying again remembering the grace of god in the midst of all this because all of that what we have is from the lord and if we're doing it with thanksgiving uh spending it giving it using it with thanksgiving i think uh that can honor the lord
1: and i and i think one thing we haven't talked about as uh in this episode is we haven't talked about the wisdom of it Mm. That there is wisdom in, you know, how much should I, how much should I spend for this? How much should I save? There's wisdom principles that are helpful, that yeah. may differ, but I think those are helpful for people at times to say, you know, you shouldn't spend more than this because this may, you know, hinder something else. And those are just wisdom principles, just yeah. guidelines to help others. And I think that's what we hear all the gurus give, not just wisdom, but they're giving, if you don't do it like this. You're sinning. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And we don't want to go there.
0: No. Uh, Cause I think, yeah, uh, we, we're, we there's a lot, there are a lot of factors that we just don't know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Roger, there's a lot that you just uh, shared with us, a lot of really good principles, good wisdom, good thoughts. Um, anything to wrap up that you want to share from your heart on the topic?
1: Um, just that it's, it's important to talk about and to not shy away from and to realize that, uh, we don't need to be guilty and feel guilty in the way we're, in the way we're handling our money. Um, rather we should seek the Lord with wisdom and helping us to steward his resources. Well, whether we've done it well in the past or not, Yep. Um, looking and, and seeking the Lord's wisdom is more important than man's wisdom in a lot of choices, because that allows the Lord to work through your own heart and not to have to have this comparison uh, with other mentality that we're so used to.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. Uh, so much more to think about, talk about, and we hope that you, uh, it stirred some questions in your mind and heart, too. And if you have any questions, uh, you can uh, send those to us at feedback at the rod and staff.org. Mm-hmm. No, not the rod and staff. No, just it's, rod and <laughs> staff. I knew I was saying it wrong. <laughs> feedback at rod and org. As I was saying it, I'm not feeling right about it. But, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and check out our website too, rodandstaff.org, and uh, let us know uh, what you think. Pass it on to others, and uh, we hope to catch you the next time as well. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff Podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.